are here for a reason. This, 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 this news just in. We are your news now. Right on radio. For continuous coverage, the latest information, separate fact from opinion. Get the truth. Get the news. You're listening to Right On Radio.
Well, good morning and happy Sunday to you. Thank you for being here. I trust that you will be blessed by this. Yes, I am not flying solo today. I have a very special guest, but before I bring her on, let me just open in prayer. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this opportunity to read your word, to communicate your word to thousands of people. Lord, what a blessing your word is to us, and what a blessing this chapter is, and that you used real people, and you continue to use real people in your service, in the service of our King. I pray for the understanding of your word today, and Father, I give the Holy Spirit permission to speak through myself and my guest this morning. Father God, that your words come out and that your name, Jesus Christ, is edified. I pray for every single person that is joining us today and coming together, that, Lord, you give them understanding, and you give them that special message, the one that you have just for them. Surely your word is so deep, Lord, that there's something in this particular chapter that is really going to touch the hearts of every single person in a unique way as only you can. Father, you know every how many hairs we have on our heads. You know how many grains of sand are on the earth. Lord, your word is magnificent. Your plan for our salvation is the ultimate. Father, that we can spend time with you. I also just pray for provision. I pray against fear that anyone in the audience or who is with us today and listening to this broadcast, I pray against the spirit of fear, God, you are not the author of fear. And Father, we pray that the comforter comes in and that people are just supercharged by your Holy Spirit. Oh, Father, you're so good. And Jesus, when you left, you did not leave us alone. You sent your spirit and your Holy Spirit is highlighted in this book of Acts. So, Father God, let your word go forth, and may we all be blessed to your service. In Jesus' name. Hey, good morning, everyone. Uh, good evening, good day to you, depending where in the world you are watching from. By the way, put in the chat where you are watching from. I th just wonderful to see all the different continents, and let's see if we can hit every single continent today. Uh, at the end of this broadcast, I'm going to have a very special announcement that you're not going to want to miss. Uh, so please stay tuned for that. But first, I should not have her waiting any longer. I have a very special guest. She has been on Right On Radio once before. And because this is a somewhat of a complicated chapter in the Bible... I needed to bring in some heavyweight uh, discernment and understanding of the word. She is here against her will. We dr I dragged her 3,000 miles, and she has been held captive at the Right On Radio headquarters for over a week. For the last 24 hours... She has been chained in an office with only a Bible in front of her. She has been studying 
for you. <laughs> She's going to kill me. She's only 15 feet away. <laughs> and uh, seriously, she is a, a friend. We consider her family. Uh, she does have a doctorate in theology, a double master in psychology. She has uh, meant the world to my family, and that's why she has become family. And she is my official psychotherapist. <laughs> she hates it when I say that, but I say it with love to Dr. Carolyn Ross. Good morning, Dr. Carolyn. Good morning, Jeff. You are hysterical. <laughs> I've got the chains. I got out of the chains. <laughs> That's right. An angel of the Lord was dispatched to your rescue. And and he did it because you were unable to flip the page to continue the chapter. That's exactly so the Lord right. came through. <laughs> I had to go by memory. <laughs> uh, it is it is good to have fun. Uh, with things in the morning. And of course, uh, she is held captive at my house, but no, there were no chains involved. I only had one set and they were utilized by my wife who was disobedient yesterday. <laughs> you did let her out before we start, didn't you? <clears throat> Listen, I'm an equal opportunity offender. And <laughs> if I'm going to be in trouble with you, I may as well hit a home run. <laughs> Oh, you're funny. That's <laughs> really, really good to be here. Thank you so much for asking me. Price I pay for visiting, huh? <laughs> That's right. You must work. <laughs> work is a holy and everlasting calling. There you go. <laughs> and uh, no, no, it really is me. an honor to to do this. And uh, it's uh, well, you you just know how much we care about you. Well, feelings mutual. I love you guys a lot. All right. So without further ado, why don't we get into the word? I'll read the first half and then you can read the second half and then we're going to start to break it down. And by the way, I just know that you in the you here or gathered with us are going to be so encouraged by this chapter. There is some really great nuggets here and, and there's probably a couple laughs along the way as well. We were laughing just at, uh, at breakfast this morning about some of the things in this chapter. All right. Without further ado... Acts chapter 12. Now about that time, Herod the king laid hands on some who belonged to the church to do them harm. And he had James, the brother of John, executed with a sword. When he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter as well. When he had arrested him, he put him in prison turning him over to four squads of soldiers to guard him, intending only after the Passover to bring him before the people. So Peter was kept in prison, but prayer for him was being made to God intensively by the church. And on the very night when Herod was about to bring him forward, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with chains and guards in front of the door were watching over the prison. And behold, an angel of the Lord suddenly stood near Peter, and a light shone in the city and struck Peter's side and woke him, saying, Get up quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. And the angel said to him, Put on your belt and strap on your sandals. And he did so. 
And he said to him, wrap your cloak around you and follow me. And he went out and continued to follow. And yet he did not know that it was being done by an angel was real. For he thought he was seeing a vision. Now, when they had passed the first and second guard, they came to the iron gate that leads into the city, which opened for them by itself. And they went out and went along one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. When Peter came to himself, he said, Now I know sure that the Lord has sent forth his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting. And when he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, who was also called Mark where many were gathered together and they were praying. When he knocked at the door of the gate, a slave woman named Rhoda came to answer. And when she recognized Peter vo Peter's voice, because of her joy, she did not open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter was standing at the front gate. They said to her, you are out of your mind. But she kept insisting that it was so. They said, it is his angel. But Peter continued knocking. And when they had opened the door, they saw him and were amazed. But motioning to them with his hand to be silent, he described to them how the Lord had led him out of the prison. And he said, report these things to James and the brothers. Then he left and went to another place. Now, when day came, there was no small disturbance among the soldiers as to what could have become of Peter. When Herod had searched for him and had not found him, he examined the guards and ordered that they be led away to execution. Then he went down from Judea to Caesarea and was spending time there. Now, the death of Herod. Now, he was very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon. And with one mind, they came to him. And having won over Blastus, the king's chamberlain, they were asking for peace because their country was supported with grain from the king's country. On an appointed day, after putting on his royal apparel, Herod, Herod took his seat on the rostrum and began delivering an address to them. The people repeatedly cried out, the voice of a God and not of a man. And immediately the angel of the Lord struck him because he did not give God the glory and he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of the Lord continued to grow and to be multiplied. And Barnabas and Saul returned when they had fulfilled their mission to Jerusalem, taking along with them John, who was also called Mark. Amen and amen. Mm. Wow. All right. So let's just go right back to the top, Carolyn. Uh, so first of all, what, there, there's a few messages in here, but what do you see as being the main overriding message of this particular chapter? Certainly with Peter's arrest and deliverance, um, it, it, Peter always makes me laugh. This guy gets <laughs> yeah. himself into so many messes. Um, but interestingly for me, uh, the, the difference for this at this time was it doesn't really matter where you find yourself. God knows where you are, and it doesn't matter how many enemies are against you or if they're sitting on top of you, that he can get you out and get you home. Um, 
many other things about I, I, I could laugh forever on this particular chapter because of just the way that people <laughs> reacted uh, to him. So initially, that was the first thing that I got out of it. What'd you get? Well, it, it's funny. Uh, the chapter starts with the death of James, the martyr, tomb of James, and it ends with the death of King Herod. But in the middle of the chapter, the part that really sticks out to me is the prayer. Mm -hmm. And they were praying fervently for him. And I think there's going to be a lot of questions about this prayer. And I think this is really a great opportunity to address some things about prayer. And uh, prayer can be confusing to people. Yeah. Like if, if God is the author, the beginning and the end, he already knows what he's going to do. Why does he need your prayer? But he does. He doesn't need it, but he desires it. Yes. Yeah, we and, need it, I think, more than than anything. Uh, we Exactly. And listen, uh, even if you're praying in a really negative situation, do you not feel uplifted after you pray? Always. And and Always. speaking of which, I, I got to just got to segue to it. Uh, the Singing Poor Prayer Celebration was off the charts mm -hmm. last night. It went... Uh, well, the prayer went almost two hours, and it felt like a half an hour. But then we got into a discussion, and uh, it was basically, you know, everyone had an opportunity, if they wanted to, to share something that they learned from the Lord. And it was just so edifying. And everyone who came forward last night had just such a beautiful you know, short teaching of their personal experience. And uh, it was so amazing. And then after that, uh, the highlight of the evening for me was that uh, watching while prophesied. And I don't even know if she knew she was prophesying uh, at the time, but it was definitely some prophecy and uh oh sorry just having a little issue with the broadcast there we go uh it should be fixed and uh you know what i'm gonna wait to give her prophetic word because maybe i'm just gonna uh, actually if you're watching uh watching wall maybe i'll get you to uh, to videotape that short message and i'll include it on an episode i don't want to mess it up it was a really important message for the church and I'm telling you, everybody knew that it was right immediately. Like confirmation, 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 confirmation. It was really a beautiful thing. So let's let's start out here. Uh, this is not the same King Herod that was in when Jesus was born, who was killing the babies. I believe this is actually his grandson. Mm -hmm. That has done it. So that there, there's this Herodian line, and yeah, they're they're all bad. <laughs> it seems, but it, but it's interesting here. Uh, we see James, I, and I correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe James is the first 
apostle martyr. Yeah. I, I'd important. have to look at that. Yeah. I, I didn't. Yeah. I think so. And it, and it doesn't give a lot of explanation to it. But, and, it, and it's funny, you know, why would, uh, I'm sure they prayed for James as well. You know, they probably prayed for all the apostles. Absolutely. But why was James allowed to be a martyr and uh, Peter gets to walk? Isn't that the question of the century of, of life, though? We always question, um, how many times have you heard, well, why does God let little babies die? Or uh, it, it, It's such a hard question as, as a pastor, as a therapist to answer, because we don't know the whole big story. Um, and in the end, what, what would James say? Having been, uh, taken to heaven, it's, it's a toughie. It's a real toughie. And I think a lot of people, um, will stay away from faith because of that. Yeah. It's not fair. Well, you know what? You posed a really interesting question. I love thinking about things this way. What would James say? And the first thing that came to my mind, Carolyn, is he'd say, I beat Peter to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> I won the race. That's right. <laughs> truly believe that. I really do. It's that he'd say, hey, listen, I was saved from, thank you, Lord, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> my job is done. Um, That's right. And, uh, you know, and, uh, listen, the, what we see here is the sovereignty of Lord, of the of God. And God can do what God wants to do. Yeah. And in this case, you know, the only thing, I, the only words I could put to it, and I'm sure there's a lot more that anyone could come up with, but um, James's testimony was done. The Lord... Yeah. This was supposed to be the, the finishing touch on his testimony. Yep. And, uh, you know, to, to be a martyr for the Lord is to get like a uh, bonus square footage on your mansion in heaven. <laughs> and a better view. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He got upgraded. <laughs> and that is a promise of the Lord. Yeah. It really is. Not, not necessarily upgraded in your palace, but... <laughs> Uh, you will get uh, greater reward if you die for your faith. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, that's really tough because uh, I think of um, even when Jesus was, and I'm kind of taking us out of Acts, uh, just before he did the miracle with the bread and the loaves, he was actually on the mountain grieving the death of John the Baptist. Yeah. And so I wonder about Peter having observed observed all of that, uh, how he was uh, in the prison, because we hear, you know, he's, we hear stories that he'd sing and all these kind of things. But I, I, I wondered how that would be, how he would be feeling at that point, because um, he seems kind of uh, confused. Through, well, you know what? I actually think that the answer to that is in this chapter. Uh, so it's a great question, and and I think it's going to uplift people. At least I I, I see some revelation in in that particular uh, question. But 
the other thing is, you know, so King Herod, uh, verse 3, when he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter as well. Hey, let's take out one of the big guns. Yeah. He's been, he's been preaching in synagogue, and he's been coming around. He's been gaining popularity in this thing called the way. And uh, but he didn't want to do it, and I'm not an expert on uh, on the Jewish festivals, even on Passover, but uh, the days of unleavened bread. Actually, no, that is that is that Hanukkah unleavened bread? No, that um, Passover, wouldn't it? It after the Passover, I, I I believe that at that time he would offer to release one of the prisoners. I mean, he offered with Jesus to release one of the prisoners uh, as a, as a gift. So. Whether he was trying to do that again, and uh, I really don't know. Yeah, uh, but I, I think it was just forbidden, it was, or in bad taste anyways, because King Herod uh, did align himself somewhat with the Jewish customs and things like that. And so he cared about his popularity uh, in, in this case. And uh, the other thing that's interested here is when he arrested him and he put him in prison, turning him over to four squads of soldiers to guard him. Now, I looked this up in a couple different places, and the best answer I saw is that would be about 16 people. So four mm -hmm. squads of four. So two guards are chained to the prisoner, and then two are at the door, and they would probably do six-hour shifts. And there are more as well, because they passed other ones on the way out of the prison. Yes, yeah. that's right. But just, yeah. just for his personal attention. And Those why, spots. that sounds like it's overkill. But Absolutely. don't forget, Peter was arrested before and they walked out. Right? Yeah. Peter and John. And they just bold went right before them again and said, <laughs> here we are. Right? And it was such a, an amazing, it, it, it flipped the script because then more people believed. Yeah. Yeah. It worked against him. In in his uh, fear, it worked against him, right? He was so afraid that he was going to get out. He over did overkill. And uh, God just takes, I love this. God just takes everything and makes it better. Just it, the harder the enemy fights us, the greater God makes the glory. That's right. It's beautiful. And so and that brings us to five. So Peter was kept in prison, but prayer for him was being made to God intensely yeah. by the church. And there is the jet fuel right there is the prayer of the church. That was where the power was that brought this about. Yeah. And they, they were praying without ceasing. And, you know, sometimes... So let me let me say this. God hears every one of your prayers. Everyone. And he answers every one of your prayers. He might not answer immediately. Mm -hmm. And you have to be open to the fact that he might say no. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> because no is as much of an answer as yes. And not yet is as much of an answer. It, it comes back to that fair thing again. What's our idea of, what is our idea of fair? 
And that's where all of our anger and anxiety comes from <clears throat> the fear that it's not fair. Right. Yeah. To trust well, and learning to trust him. I've always given out my, uh, my definition of fear and it's failure to confront the future. That's it. And yeah. when it's in the future, you're going to be confronting it because it's going to come. So you may as well turn away from fear and go right at it. You know, that, that's interesting. I always, um, when I'm working with people, I always take them back to where their power is. What, oh, okay, these things are happening. And the what ifs, I can't tell you. I can tell you what if isn't your friend. But I can't tell you what if will happen or what, what not will happen. But what do you have the power to cope with right now? And, and you've added another layer to it that I love. And that is, okay, so then, and, and I do it, but I haven't phrased it that way, is that what can we do to help you to feel more powerful moving forward? And so it's being proactive. It's taking responsibility. It's not hiding. It's an awesome description. I like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, and remember to hit that like button, please. We don't get enough people hitting the like button, probably because I'm not as active in promoting it as I should be. <clears throat> but so here's here's the answer to how Peter is feeling. Because on the very night when Herod was about to bring him forward, Peter was sleeping between the two soldiers. So now, first of all, just, just let's just picture this. You're going to be executed the next day. You're chained to two soldiers and Peter falls asleep. <laughs> How does that happen in a normal world unless he knows yeah. that he's not going to be executed? And the peace of God. All those prayers. And, and not only that, but you'll remember... And I think it's detailed in the book of John, uh, John 13, I think it is. But Jesus makes a promise to Peter, says when you're old, you know, you'll have people walking with you. So he, and that, you got to remember, this is like a few months ago, yeah. Jesus said this to him. And everything else Jesus said has come to pass so far. So he just knows. No, I'm going to get old. I'm not dying here. He was always so bold, too. Um, <laughs> I love Peter. He just, he makes me laugh consistently. We were talking at breakfast this morning about he slept all the time anyway. <laughs> he did. <laughs> the mountain transfiguration. He slept. <laughs> it's like, yeah. The, 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 listen, the boy works hard, I guess, and uh, he, he needs his rest, but... He, uh, he's sleeping between these two guards, which just seems unbelievable, but he is at rest mm -hmm. uh, for this to happen. I mean, that's obvious to me. Must have been quite the sight. Um, when we, we talk, you know, even, even the, the chains, um, that couldn't have been comfortable. It isn't what we would consider chains as we understand they'd be great big huge metal or iron heavy chains yeah yeah, yeah so if you're a side sleeper try rolling over with that <laughs> attached to two guards right? you have to right? roll on a guard <laughs> <laughs> 
So, and behold, an angel of the Lord suddenly stood near Peter, and a light, light shone in the cell and struck Peter's side and woke him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the the angels. So by the way, so it's the prayers go up to the Lord, and the Lord dispatches angels, and an angel comes down. And it wakes him saying, get up, Peter. And the chains fell off his hand. So this is an interesting thing to me, Carolyn. Is that the angelic power to release the chains? Or was the angel just the messenger and it's the power of God that released the chains? Yeah, good thought. I would, well, power of God is, is any power the angel has is the power of God. Yeah. They're connected. They're they're channeling, so to speak. But yeah, power? yeah just the messenger. Uh, but your chains are going to fall off. Bang, <laughs> right? Uh, because I I don't think that uh, you know the the fallen angels and stuff like that would uh, be able to exactly see things. So that was a uh, strange. Another um, funny thing is the guards were left with their side of the chains, which would have been a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's only his chains fell off, not theirs. But the but the angel's very practical. It says, uh, hey, put on your belt, strap on your sandals. And he did so. You know, uh, hey, listen, you're going to go for a tour and don't leave your stuff here. Let's uh, be comfortable. Let's let's gear up and, and get going because you're not uh, you're not going to be coming back to this room. And so he did so. And he said to him wrap your cloak around you and follow me. Now, if you grew up, you know, if you're my vintage and you watched the show Get Smart, this is the original cloak of invisibility. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was cold outside. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's funny. Well, they had to be invisible because they walk right past all the guards. Yeah. Hidden. It's just, it's incredible to me what the the extent that they went through to get out. Incredible. Absolutely. And so they went out and they continued to follow and yet he did not know he was being done by an angel was real. And he thought he was seeing it by a vision. So this means to me, he was in a deep sleep, Carolyn, because he's not fully awake yet. You know, he gets jabbed in the side. He's like, hey, he gets up a little bit. But he's kind of sleepwalking here, right? He thinks he's still in a, he's just seeing a vision. And he hasn't stopped long enough to wonder about the chains off and the guards. <laughs> and how do we get out? He, he just, he just went. So cute. Such a funny guy. And then in verse 10, so they had passed the first and second guard. So again, they, they've got to be, they're not seen, uh, and they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened for them by itself. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first automatic gate in history. <laughs> <laughs> See how prophetic this is? Now we have everyone has automatic gates. <laughs> Something else. You didn't know what you were getting into, did you? <laughs> It's no, well, I, I'm, I've got a couple of thoughts running around in my head that I'm not so sure I want to say, but I, I was just thinking it's, uh, uh, when we see that, it's kind of witchcraft kind of thing. And just, it, it's such a, 
the thought that was going through my mind was how um, how that sort of spell is. Um, oh, sorry for stumbling here. It, it's a copying what what God does. It's I, I I don't know how we would react right now, like today in the world that we're in, if we saw this kind of thing happen. What would we call it? How would we explain it? So just everything was was moved out of the way in front of them. You know, uh, I think we're too quick to judge and to say this is the work of the enemy. And, you know, even yeah. if something is bad, it could be the work of God because God has a plan to fulfill. Mm -hmm. And, you know, listen, uh, when you look at the world leaders of today, and you think these are bad people in some cases. God put them there. It's our job to pray for them. To pray for them, not against them. Against yeah. their policies and their actions, absolutely. absolutely. Send confusion into their camps, Lord. But pray for the person. It's difficult in our anger as Christians. or Well, actually, I don't think it's anger. I think it's fear. Um, you know, fear or anger coming from fear we don't realize we don't want these people to go to hell no. it is not a pretty place and even getting back to the prayers earlier on we have so much power as a community to to pray uh for this person for these people because there are many of them and even though they've agreed to to side wherever they've agreed to side and and whoever is is uh pushing the buttons behind them god can still get them that's and right it gives me renewed hope to continue to pray you know lord just let them see the truth let them see you and you know we want to see justice in this world uh i, I certainly do and you know i'd like to see the gallows pole i'd like to see uh, all kinds of things and, and proper justice to come in this fleshly world. But hell is eternity. And you don't want your word. It's not meant for humans. Right. Humans are going there. But it was never meant for humans. It is beyond bad. There's no words to describe it. Just like there's no words to describe what the kingdom of God is like, because it's so ultimately good and ultimately the exact opposite of hell. So true. And when you get uh, even coming back to praying the will of God, he doesn't, he didn't intend anyone to go. He doesn't want anyone to, his justice uh, demands that uh, it happen. But if we can have any power as praying Christians, to make these changes at any point at any point it, it, they don't have to do it right away either I, how many deathbed conversions do you hear of so, that's right it's a toughie. It, it, it really i i think it really plays it at our flesh which because wants. it goes against our nature i don't i hate that guy i don't want to pray for him yeah that fleshy nature the the, whatever the world has taught us, it's pretty much the opposite in the kingdom. And, yeah. you know, prayer 
is seen as feeble by the world. Even by a lot of Christians, it's seen as feeble. Oh, I don't want people to see me pray. I don't want uh, to admit that I pray for people. I don't want, because it's feeble. No, it's not. Ladies and gentlemen, it is our weapon of mass destruction. It is more powerful than an atomic bomb. Why? Because if one gets launched and we pray against it, God can pluck it right out of the air. He can clinch it and explode it in his hand and go, ha! He laughs at an atomic bomb. Yep. Man-made. Oh, I'm seeing that we're having some tech issues. Oh, what well, just I'm just looking at the chat here. Oh. Let me just ask, uh, can someone put in the chat? Are we still on? It says we're on, we're live. I'm seeing the chat. All right. Well, uh-oh. Someone could uh well, listen, we're going to keep going if uh being if recorded, right? The live feed, then I will just repost it. So it'll be fine. <laughs> oh, no. uh, oh, yeah, we're, we're live. There we're we go. Live. Thank, Thank you, Lisa. Lisa. All right. So let's get back to it. Um, so when Peter came to himself, because obviously he was totally groggy, and he knew for sure that the Lord has sent forth his angel and rescued him from the hand of Herod that all the Jewish people were expecting. And he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, mother of John. Now, this is John Mark. And a lot of people have said, you know, I've studied uh, under several different ministries to get lots of different opinions on this, but mm -hmm. the, this is the Mark that wrote the Gospel of Mark. And so it's his mother's house. And they all had, uh, most of them had their names changed anyway. I think that's why they made the distinction. Right, Simon Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah John Mark. Yeah, so, that's, that's one of the thoughts anyway on it. There well, must listen. have been, nothing's wasted in the Gospels or in, in the words. So there must be, I always think if I can't understand why there's got to be a reason for it, God doesn't just put in nothing, right? So there must have been a reason that, that maybe the early Jews would understand what that meant. I, I like to give nicknames as well. And, yeah. you know, some people don't like it, but I'm just trying to be like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. See, we can try to justify anything. But as we said last Sunday, only God can justify you. So my efforts failed completely. <laughs> uh, so when he knocked at the door of the gate, a slave woman named Rhoda came to answer. And when she recognized Peter's voice because of her joy, she did not open the gate, but ran in and announced, Peter's standing at the door. Peter's at the door. She doesn't open it. <laughs> and he's just standing there. <laughs> oh, he keeps knocking. Hey, I just got out of prison. You know, they might be hot on my trail. You might want to open the door, please. <laughs> And even when Peter came to himself, so he was probably wanting to sit down. My goodness. So funny. Uh, but but what? here's the interesting thing. Because, listen, they're trying to figure stuff out. This is the very roots of the church. And 
they said to her, you're out of your mind. There's no way he's getting out of prison. We know how many people are around him this time. It isn't like last time when God broke him out of jail. You know, this is different now because Herod did it and he's got more guards. But she kept insisting it was so. And then they said, well, it's his angel. Now, I have no idea where this theology comes from. Or a ghost. And it was part of the um, the culture at the time, too. That, that, that thought never ends. That never stops uh, trying to explain um, where do we go? What do we do? It's always that eternal question that everybody asks. So the culture. Yeah. Oh, so I just got a text saying we're not on YouTube, but we're live on Facebook. Yes, live on Facebook. So no longer to fix YouTube issues. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, no, I didn't realize that. Thank you, everyone. For, uh, for letting me know. It actually says that I'm live. Uh, it says it's connected here. But there was a problem with another one of the streaming services, so something might have disconnected. Uh, oh, we were talking the... about prayer. Yeah. Uh, listen, it'll be posted right after we finish, so mm -hmm. no worries there. Uh, and for you just listening or watching live, I apologize for our uh, little rant and getting away from... <laughs> from uh, the scriptures here, but uh, we we're doing this live and that's what happens. So they say it's his angel, but Peter continues to knock. And when they opened the door, they saw him and were amazed, Carolyn. I guess so. <laughs> and we're amazed when our prayers are answered. I know. And here they are praying for them. And again, yeah. doesn't that come back to praying in faith? And bless their hearts though they they were they still knew God could do something it's just that he didn't do what God what they thought he was going to do that's right and yeah coming back to that sovereignty of God he's always he he's not stuck with what he did before he can do anything it's awesome so it it, it just says to me though that they were praying with a lack of faith and you know, so. how many times did Jesus say it's your faith that's healed you? It's this and that. And and I want to be really careful here. So uh, let, let me just get through this point. I believe that we have to pray in faith. We have to pray in belief. We have to believe that God hears our prayers. Mm -hmm. Now, when he says no, or he doesn't answer right away, or, you know, it doesn't mean your faith isn't real. It doesn't mean that you're less of... No, he just decided to say no. He has a bigger plan. Absolutely. He decided to delay the answer. But I really know that I know we're called... Well, it, it's all about the faith. That's, that's the entire point of this exercise is our faith. So mm -hmm. when we pray, and, you know, I'm not saying this in a bragging way by any means i boast it's the lord who does everything but i have the gift of very very strong faith and carolyn you know this when i i, I very rarely will even pray for something twice because i no, no no i prayed for that now certain things 
I feel a conviction. Okay, I need to keep going on this. I need to, mm-hmm. and there are certain people I've been praying for for years. Yeah. But most of the time, no, no, I prayed for that. God heard my prayer. He's got me on to something else now. That's such a gift. And it's this kind of thing, actually, that it increases the prayer. Can you imagine how they must have felt, even if they were not so sure? But when Peter does end up at the door, their faith must have just exploded. This was early, early in the church. They were not accustomed to this kind of prayer. That's right. Yeah. And And so I can't imagine just the... the, What I love about it is they're human. They're real. They're they're represented here as, as just silly, what we would consider silly responses. But if imagine being there and seeing this, how how surprised and overwhelmed and overjoyed, and and he says that that he had to tell them to be quiet because they must have been dancing. Who knows what they were doing? But they were making a whole lot of noise, right? Yeah, and so he motions them with his hand to be silent, so he can describe how you know he wants to tell this story. Hey, okay, okay, shut up! <laughs> I got something to tell you, right? And Peter was not known for being quiet either. So <laughs> no, no. It must have been quite Mr. the thing. Mr. Um, Foot in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> three times. That's why yeah. I love him so much. Oh, I so identify with Peter. Always have. I so identify. Uh, I always thought uh, as growing up, you know, the apostles were just so holy and this and that. And, and, and um, learning about Peter showed me that they're human just like me. I really enjoyed yeah. Yeah. It's well, you know that that's the beautiful thing about the scriptures. God used real people. Real people. Yeah. And he he didn't hide their flaws, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, your name is going to be written in all of history about how messed up of an individual you were before you came to God. <clears throat> and then you continued to be messed up after you came to God. Of course we all do. No, we're not perfect. Christians are not perfect people. I have not met one. Yeah. No. Although, if you do. Although, my, although yeah. my wife comes so close, I, I constantly wonder, could she actually be an angel? She is one very special lady there. Don't <laughs> believe him. She's really, really special. She's incredible. <laughs> yeah. And listen, I'm just working on my redemption from the earlier comment. <laughs> yes, yes, you need to. <laughs> I won't tell her you said it. How's that? Oh, she'll she'll be listening for sure. <laughs> and uh I'm not checking my email right now because she's probably already sent me a note. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has, eh? <laughs> yeah. So now when the day came, there was no small disturbance amongst the soldiers to which have became of Peter. When Herod had searched for him and had not found him, he examined the guards and ordered that they be led away to execution. Then he went down from Judea to Caesarea and was spending time there. So Peter gets left out. These poor guards, they're just doing their job. Yeah, yeah. They're going to get executed. How interesting is that? 
I, I'm sorry, in reading this, I, I just get this, I, I'm picturing such a comedy. And I apologize. I know the scriptures are very, very serious. But the it's no small disturbance among the soldiers. They, they must have all been just. Well, they're and, panicked. Listen, the king coming, the, the king's coming personally time. to look at them, right? Yeah. And he's going to point his finger, and when he points his finger, that's a death sentence. And Herod himself came down and searched. Didn't yeah. have the, the soldiers search. He came down himself and searched. So you can see him just stomping. Why do you think he went down, you know, they, they add he went down from Judea to Caesarea and was spending time there. You think he was sulking? You know what? I think, well, so King Herod was connected to the Caesars and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, he had friends in high places, of course. And, you know, I think right right there in Judea, uh, there's, you know, that's not a good story. The king can't keep a prisoner. You know, this poor preacher boy, you know, this young man talking about the way, and, you know, now he's killed off. Like, he, he's not popular because of this. You know, it was pleasing to the Jews when he killed James. Uh, and then he can't even keep a, a prisoner. And and then he kills the pr prison guards. And, you know, their families aren't going to be happy with this. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you got to remember the, 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 the news would go around town really quick. <laughs> and... And you got to remember, like this is this is the ultimate game of broken telephone that's happening in these uh, cities. You know, did you hear Real about time. Here? And yeah. everyone is going to be doing it, right? And uh, going back and and uh, regrouping, like oh boy, these guys are serious trouble. You know, yeah. Herod feeling that. It's serious, serious trouble. And he had all the generations before him, right? Who, his father, his grandfather, who had dealt with this all along. Well, and yeah. failed to deal with it because, you know, he mm -hmm. didn't, didn't wipe out the bloodline of Jesus. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. It's been, uh, you know, the enemy's been after him all these years. Never stops. He still is after him, and he's after all of his people. Uh, that's why prayer is so important, folks. Uh, please pray for us, you know, pray for this community, pray for one another. And, uh, oh, you know what, just speaking of that, uh, a great idea came up on uh, on the chat, I believe it was after uh, after the prayer group, and... Oh, I don't want to give it away. I got to think about it more clearly, but you guys know what came up and it is about helping each other and stuff like that. And when I was walking my dog this morning, of course, that's when God speaks to me a lot of the time. He gave me a way to facilitate that idea. So those of you who were on the prayer call know all about that. And uh, it's going to be coming to write on radio. And I can't say anything because there's a certain person who will kill me for announcing something without <laughs> putting the things in place. So, yes, that was for you. And you know who you are. 
The group's quite a blessing. Again, it just shows the power of prayer. Yeah. Simple. We can all do. We can have such a part. How many times do you say to yourself, I can't do anything on my own? And I've said it myself, right? And then when you realize that your prayer joining with the prayer of others, it's a concert. It's a it's a beautiful, powerful thing. And we need to have that simple faith that you were talking about earlier on. God says that I believe it, that solves it sort of deal. And, and when we're, when we, when we catch ourselves wallowing and I'm talking to myself, you know, when, when you catch yourself wallowing, it's getting back into that uh, spirit, soul, body, everything lines up under the spirit when the spirit is lined up on this under the spirit of God. Yeah. And just trusting What's his will? It's it's so pathetically simple, Jeff. We make it so complicated, don't we? Right. The, the gospel is very simple. Yes, you can go as deep into the scriptures as you want. You will never get no. to the get to the infinite understanding of scripture. But really, it's very simple. God sent his son, he died on a cross, he set us free. And you can have his spirit living inside of you and have eternal life. <laughs> you know, it it's that simple. Yeah, it's but, the walking you know, out that we make it complicated, don't we? It is. And and just what I love the comment that you had talked about with the prayer. Um uh, inversely, and this also came up in the in the prayer last night. You know, how often do we try to take put it into our own hands? No, no don't worry, don't I'm not gonna trouble God with this. I got this one. I can do this. I can make that happen. And what's the problem with this? I. I. Exactly. I. And, and exactly. by the way, King Herod is saying that here because not only does he, he Herod takes his seat in the rostrum, begins putting on this, but on that appointed day, he put on his royal apparel. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you know, he's shining. He's He's glimmering. He's got all the jewels and everything out. But the people, and I love this because the people repeatedly cried out, voice of God and not of a man. So he, oh, what, do you, what, what do you say you about this? Well, I'm wondering how true they really felt that was. They thought they had to worship him. Well, he demanded worship. Yeah. So but they were doing what what he was demanding. Did they really believe it? No, it's what he wanted. He wanted them to say that, right? There, there's no humility and, oh, my goodness, I, I've said something that's so wonderful. Um, they, they were forced. Well, we always have our own choices, don't we? But they were forced to choose what he said had to be done. So I read it another way, and, I, and, I, and I'm glad you brought up that way because it does read both ways, but I, mm -hmm. I really get the impression the voice of God and not of a man, they're chanting this out. I think that they're basically criticizing him because he's not giving glory to God. That's the oh, way that's I read cool. It. They were asking for the voice of a God. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see it that way. And it could be read other way. 
but but I love look. Yeah, you, you can read it either way. I, you know, yeah. it'd be interesting. I should probably pull up a different translation to yeah. see. That might be something worth to spend American a bit of time. Because it says that he didn't give God the glory. That's right. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, again, this is my sense of humor. Uh, I can't be serious with this scripture, and I apologize for that. If it offends anyone, I don't. I, it's just I love God speaks this way to me, and I love it. It just it lightens my heart. But he was eaten by worms and died. I would think he'd die and be eaten by worms. But he was eaten by worms first. It's just, oh, what a horrible ending. And, and so you, when you think about that, um, you think, okay, well, typically you die first and then you become worm food, right? But they left him there. Well, so I'm, I'm just wondering if like he had a bad, like a tapeworm inside of him or something like that, that killed him from the inside out. Like, so this is not going to be a nice death. No. Being eaten by worms. And what, a, like, from the great king to he was eaten by worms from the inside out. Wow. That's the point. You don't take this. God does not like, well, and getting back to our discussion about leaders, God does not like leaders who treat the people badly. And I think this is so timely because of obviously the time we live in right now, yeah. Carolyn. And, you know, is God telling us something here? He has us studying chapter 12 on May 1st. Is God telling us something? Well, I have faith to believe he is. I believe it. And I know that we go into the, the study of scripture Um looking for answers for what we're dealing with right now ourselves. So we were saying at breakfast this morning how you can study one chapter and never unpack it completely, but it just depends on what are you looking for? Where do you want to see God move? And, and in some ways it comes back to that, again, that idea that, God is fair, or we can tell him what to do, or his sovereignty, it comes back to that again. And, and it's like we, we need to keep coming around and around and around to the point that he's going to do what he's going to do, and it's going to be in our best interest no matter what. So where you it come from be. that place of such solid faith, that's what it is. Okay, you're going to do what you want, then tell me what my part is in it. And if you're saying yeah. nothing to me, then I'm going to do nothing. And we don't like that. We, we don't. truly don't like that. <clears throat> but that's that's why, listen, I, I'm not the one that's great at quoting, oh, and, uh, you know, in Acts, you know, 13, verse 7, there's yeah. a lot of people who have a great talent with that. But uh, I'll tell you, the word of God lives inside of me. And I know the heart of God. I might not get all the scriptures right. But I know the heart of God and, you know, because I have read the scriptures and we spent time in it. And, and I think that's, it, it's great to have scripture memorized. I wish I had more and I'm working on that. I really am. But I think just knowing the heart of God will help you steer and navigate through daily life. You know, that's been my experience. I had the honor of spending many years as a full-time job. Less, you know, studying God's word, which is 
I, I, I just see it as such an incredible gift that, that my late husband and because he, he made it a possible for me and that God provided. Uh, and, and, I had all these goals and, and I met them of reading through the Bible twice a year. And, and you, you think of 30 years of reading. Um, I, I know his heart. It comes up over and over and over again. You don't need to know. And some people like to know scripture. I know where to find it, Right. But because of reading it from Genesis to Revelation so many times, I know his message. I know his heart. And, and as we say, every time you read the scriptures, it, it, you're applying it to what you're going through at the time. So they're constant, ongoing lessons in faith. Is, so if anybody you know, is out there and they're kind of beating themselves up because they can't memorize scripture, memorize God's heart. Yeah, right? that and the words, sure. the words. Oh yes, like and God can keep it all together. It's God's word. It's there's no way that that any man could not have created this. the The whole story, the threads that run through it, and people have spent lifetimes, you know, studying the the scarlet thread and all kinds of parts of the Bible, and that's awesome. It's it's His heart that he really wants to communicate to us that we will learn it. And you see, you've got that because your faith is so strong that you just, well, you do too, Carolyn, for what it's worth. Uh, but yeah, I boast it. I boast that in the Lord and it's you a know, gift. well, it is a gift anyway. It's a spiritual gift, right? Well, it is, but you know, well, I go back to your earlier comment and how simple it is think of a loving father and and listen i understand some people might not know what that is in their fleshly world i totally get that and so it's hard for some people to imagine what a loving father is but if you think about a loving father you know he's gonna let you fall down because that's gonna strengthen you exactly. when you get older you know um he's not gonna give you a participation trophy no you either did good or you didn't do good or you put in your greatest effort and i'm going to praise you for that and there's You're always not. opportunity to um to do better to do it again to learn better to share to teach yeah you know i add to that grandchildren um because i i think we're too invested in our own children in a fleshy way but we're not invested in the outcome in teaching the grandchildren uh right or wrong we're invested in in loving them and in uh, those in parts no we died uh you know that there is a, a depth of love for a grandchild that's so different and i find people respond to that as well right well i'm it, gonna be into disciplining my grandchild i'm gonna beat him into submission <laughs> my daughter's listening she's going no you're not oh <laughs> no <laughs> i saw you with him the other day yeah no he's uh 
We're not going to have any problems with this child. I'm just telling you. Uh, oh, he's he's going to be perfect. <laughs> it, well, you know what? I'll tell you, his parents, I'm so proud of them and uh, the godly way that they're raising him, the way they pray over him every day and their dedication to the scriptures. And man, that just, anyways, I don't a, want to post about my family. It is a tremendous blessing to watch. It really is. And I've known you guys a lot of years. So yes, to watch what God has done with your daughter is, uh, it's it's awesome. She opened her heart to him and oh man, oh man, he he's, she's wow. And she chose a really great guy. Yeah. But you know what, actually just, and I, I'm not going to say anything that's uh, going to undress my daughter in any way, but uh, Carolyn, we, we were in church together and we met you really on a professional basis because we were having some issues like families do. And yeah. you've walked with us through some very difficult times and <laughs> with oh, an incredibly beautiful story. young woman. Oh yes. But she I have to tell this story. It. We were in with you, and I don't even know if you remember this, but I certainly do. And it was probably the time, the the worst time that I've ever lost my temper in my life with my family. And then, no, I didn't hit or anything like that, but my daughter had done something that a teenager does sometimes, and uh, and it just went so against my ethics that I completely lost it. And then we're sitting with Carolyn and you were asking me something like, how, how come you feel this way? And stuff like that. And I'm saying, listen, I'm normally Captain Happy here. I'm like the most happy-go-lucky guy. And, and Carolyn starts laughing out loud at me. <laughs> it was, we had that relationship right from the get-go. Uh, I'm not slighting your professionalism at the least. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm. Uh, you don't have to worry about that. I'm probably the most unprofessional therapist in the world. <laughs> no, you're not. You're very, very good at it. Uh, um, but you brought us through that, uh, actually. And, uh, and we walked out of there, you know, having some resolve and having direction going forward. And... Mm -hmm. And, and that's where you you know you give the the glory to God. It's it's so interesting, and uh, because we talk about this, and and the degree means nothing if if God isn't working through it. I don't want to be this Herod thing, but but I mean this honestly and truly. Uh, if God wasn't behind the work, it, I I wouldn't be in practice. I wouldn't be working, and that's that's non Christian clients too. Because but that's what separates you truth. from the pack as well, because even with your non-Christian clients, you stand firmly on the word of God. Oh, yeah. And oh, they yeah. come to you for that. And they still, and even other faiths come yeah. because the, it's that they understand on, on some level there's, there's a spiritual thing here that is quenching thirst that I can't find. I can't, you know, that they can't. They don't understand it. And um, I've spent a lot of time with a lot of other faiths just sharing. It's, it's incredibly interesting. It really is. People are so beautiful. They're so amazing. And really, they just, they just want to be whole. And we know the only way to be whole is to be plugged into the heart of God.
It is, but you know, just getting back to to my daughter for a second because I think this is going to really edify people's faith. And you know, she was brought up in church. You know, she was young; she was about three years old when I got born again, and so she grew up in a church and she accepted God. She, you know, we did all the things, and she was into it. I read the Hosanna Bible to her every night, and and all of these things, but yet there was a significant event that happened in her life. Well, I'll just say it. She met Lady Gaga in live, and I think something was cursed or something was put on her. But Carolyn, you were with me, and this is the highlight of our friendship as far as I'm concerned. We saw something, and we prayed, and within 30 seconds, we saw a miracle of God. A miracle happened. You know, all credit to her. She, uh, getting back to that seeking, she oh, doesn't want this broadcast. And when Penny dropped, was it was the most incredible thing to watch. Yeah. yeah. It was a special day. And, and, and a completely different totally. person within 30 seconds and it was a simple prayer that is is proof but that's proof of a parent's prayer of a parent's consistency in just keep saying what you know is true keep loving them keep allowing them to learn their lesson and eventually all the pennies are going to drop and and i think that's what happened with her she didn't lose anything that you taught her she was experimenting and you know, ended up in a, in a, a nasty place, but she knew where to go. She knew to go to daddy and she knew to go to Carolyn. Like she's amazing, just amazing to see that faith was very strong there in her all along, even when it didn't look like it. And now I think her faith dwarfs mine. (laughs) Like she's like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, daughter, you're beautiful, and I love you with all my heart. <laughs> yeah, amen. Me I won't too. say your name, but you know. Yeah. Well, let's just. I, I'm just. We we will we'll continue on with uh, Barnabas and Saul next time as they return from Jerusalem, taking along with them John, who was also called Mark. But I'll just finish with verse 24. But the word of the Lord continued to grow and be multiplied. Last word, yep. <laughs> and you know what? I really, I really want to just hold it for the audience watching this. Hold on to that verse, and it repeats it several times in the book of Acts. But when I present to you what Watching Wall prophesied mm. last night. Oh, it's incredible. I, you know, I just don't want to do it in injustice and, and leave out important parts. I'll tell you as soon as we're off the air. But uh, I want I want to make sure the audience hears it properly. So, uh, it, because it is good, I'm telling you. Well, I'll tell you what it's about. <clears throat> Here's a teaser. What the church is going to look like. Here on earth. Like, real soon. Uh, she didn't give a time date. So, again, that's me not presenting it properly. But 
in my opinion, what I feel inside is sooner than later, uh, it's going to happen that way. So. It's so exciting when we all come back together again, right? Well, you know, it's a, it's very similar to the Zach's church, but she, I, I, as I say, she was just speaking. I didn't, I don't even think she was knew she was yeah. prophesying, but she was definitely prophesying and it was the word of the Lord and everyone knew it at that time. Uh, she's just, she just flows in the spirit, man. What can I say? Uh, we're so glad to have Shiloh and watching wall uh, on our team. And uh, it's funny, Shiloh, uh, which is a, a great, uh, great moniker for Shiloh. <laughs> She keeps saying before the prayers, you know, tonight I'm just going to be quiet. And I'm just going to listen and pray along. And then she goes up and she's on fire. Right? Uh, just wonderful, the people. And, and, you know, Val was there, uh, Misty River, man. And we're so thankful for you, our uh, beautiful mods. And Eric, thank you for being here as well and communicating. Uh, oh, I did have an announcement that I was going to make. And this is a kind of a big one for me and maybe for you. Uh, and by the way, this is uh, not a ploy. I'm just want to tell you something the way I look at something and what was put on my heart yesterday. So, Oh, first of all, if you, if you don't mind uh, supporting like Canadian and American jobs, switching your garbage away, Go to mylibertystand.com. If you haven't done it, what's taking you so long? People are loving it. It's unbelievable. People really love it, and we've built a great community. Go to mylibertystand.com. Here's my announcement. So I, if I count correctly, I have only mentioned my patron account twice on air since I've started right on radio. And I'm thankful that uh, people have found it and supported me and patron is different than patreon uh, it's only on the podbean app so you you click on it if you wanted to uh to donate and you know we've been doing this well over a year and a half now and the way i've done it so most people who have a patreon account they will send out beautiful notes you know two three times a week and really be active and some people will give intel behind the scenes and stuff like that to get people to uh to get the account you know and to follow them and, and listen they do it because it works and it, it's good revenue and i don't hold that against anyone uh people can support whom they want to support and and i think it's a good thing to support uh, a lot of those people but i have taken a different way with patron and I promise nothing. I don't give any inside intel. I have. I don't send out notes, loving notes, thanking you, uh, and stuff like that. And what I basically have stated on there is that I just trust the Lord, and maybe the Lord works through you, and I trust the Lord to reward you. Um, I, I do a lot of work behind the scenes to put up all these broadcasts every week. And I figured that's my job. And, uh, and the Lord can bless you if, if, uh, you know, if that is the will of the Lord. So I have never done anything for my patron people, but this month I'm going to, and I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. So, uh, it's not over the top exciting. You're not missing out on something. It's something you already have. That's for free. But for my patron 
uh, people this month. So it's only on Podbean. I'm going to do Podbean only episodes that goes out to those patron people. And what I'm going to do for every day of this month is I'm going to read a proverb and you're going to have that recording. And I feel that this is very important because the proverbs, like particularly if you're in business and stuff and you want to know the wisdom of God, uh, you can obviously just read the proverbs and read one every day of the month. You know, it's a it's a short book, and uh, a lot of people have taken that. And I did it for a couple of years, uh, and it really helped get the wisdom of God inside of me. Um, but I'm going to record it, and uh, every day, and then you'll you can download it. You can have those recordings, and you know, I hope even for a year or two, you'll just keep replaying those recordings and building your faith and building the wisdom of God inside of you. So that just came upon me yesterday, and I'm going to do the very first one today after this broadcast. So as a thank you to everyone who has supported on Patreon. Anyways, final words, Carolyn, thank you for being here, by the way, and blessing us. Uh, really enjoy having your company, obviously. Love you guys a lot. And blessings, I pray blessings upon everything you're doing. I know that God is going to, his economy is so great and so big that he's going to bless people. And you get the honor of watching it. How cool is that? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for letting me be part of that. I truly appreciate it. Well, uh, you, listen, you, you've been part of this community since day one. You were in my first 100 listeners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Right away. Hey, I, well, I joke that I go to sleep to the broadcast. So that, that way I have to listen to them three times. <laughs> Not that you put me to sleep. It's so comforting. <laughs> well, and listen, sometimes we've given out way too much intel. And there's so many little points that people miss that you, you have to go back and listen two or three times. Because mm -hmm. there's some real gems that have been dropped over the uh, last while that you know, just no one picks up on. And I understand that. And uh, we're working on our delivery methods. You know, we're not perfect. I, I apparently I didn't go to podcasting school. <laughs> so there is one. <laughs> well, yeah, there's, there's courses you can do for sure. Uh, in everything, but look, look, it's just, uh, we just want to be led by Lord and he lets us make mistakes and learn through trial and experience. Right. And still uh, you got to press in. And it's the mistakes that teach you your greatest lessons. And man, have I made a lot of them. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Anyways, God bless each and every one of you. Actually, Carolyn, would you do us the favor and close us in prayer? Oh, I'm happy to. Blessed Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And we give you such great thanksgiving for your word that we can look at it in different ways at different times and it gives us a new message that it is definitely alive as you are thank you for that i pray blessings over jeff and all of the uh people who undergird him that never are are they're they don't come out in public but they're there and they're faithful and they're standing behind him and praying for him father again i thank you for those prayers the consistency of those prayers. And Lord, I pray that anything that we've said today that is not of you, that you would just cause it to disappear. But Lord, those things that are from your heart, that they would grow and mature and bless, Father, just 
bless so many people over and over again. We thank you that you've given us that honor, and we do give you the praise for it. We're so aware of how simple we are and how great and powerful you are. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. Thank you, Carolyn, for being here, and thank you, the uh right on radio community look it's it's uh you know we we get the privilege sometimes of being on the on the screen here well it, it might be more of a curse than a privilege sometimes i'll tell you the truth but we have the privilege of being in this community with you and it's it really is our togetherness that we can make a difference in the world so let's uh let's not bicker amongst one another let's not be accusers of one another Let's learn to love each other, accept each other's flaws. Listen, God has his plan for your life, and he's going to let you make mistakes, and he's going to let your neighbor make some mistakes. So let's have some grace in that. So remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community. Sorry. Oh. <laughs>